0: Hey, bro, we got next game. Bro, what's going on? We got this pickup game we're about to get started. I got a bag full of treats. Come on, man. Don't nobody want your treats. Treats? What kind of treats? Vapes, pills, and drugs. Whoa, what do you mean? Don't tell your parents. Looks like I'm right on time. What's going on here? There, Sergeant, be safe. I gotta get a picture oh man be safe treacherous tony we know you're up to no good what's in that bag right there what bag sergeant safe. it's his drugs he tried to sell it to us thanks big guy for letting me know you're welcome you kids get out of here treacherous tony drop the bag and come over here you'll have to catch me first don't run or you're gonna get tased all right taser 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 All right, all right, all right. I give up. I won't do it again. That's right. Your drugs will be disposed of. So put your hands up. You're coming with us. I'm sick of going to jail. Listen up, kids. Don't use drugs, vapes, or pills. They're not good for you. And that's your tip of the day. To get you on your way. So your keys are in the door.
1: I follow you on TikTok. I've already seen this.
0: By the way, you don't have your seatbelt on, sir. If you'll pull right up there for me.
1: Oh, jeez. you. Oh, no. Please don't walk over
0: here. Please, please, please don't. Oh, okay. Hi. How can I help you? Welcome to Black and Blue, the podcast that brings you the untold stories behind the badge. Every week at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we dive deep into the lives of our unsung heroes, the first responders and law enforcement officers who put their lives on the line to protect us all. So join us as we humanize the badge. We shed light on the incredible individuals who wear it proudly, from rookies just starting out on their journey to seasoned vets with years of experience, even retirees who continue to make a difference in their communities. Come with us and discover the trainings that mold us, the unforgettable experiences that make us, and the publications that inspire us to push forward. So buckle up and get ready to embark on a thrilling journey through the lives of those who protect and serve. This is The Heartbeat, Black and Blue. Black and Blue, where the stories behind the badge are true. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome to another weekly episode of Black and Blue. I'm your host. I'm Clee Tillman, sometimes Coach Clee, sometimes Clark Tent, spelled C-L-E-E, you know, continuing law enforcement, edutainment, and we're having fun while we do that. And your motivational speaker, your empowerment coach, your author, and your favorite baker's favorite baker, bringing you another episode. I got a special guest in the back backstage, and I'm going to introduce him in a minute. I'm excited about this show. I hope you guys are, too, because for one, we're streaming on five different platforms. We're streaming on two on YouTube, two on Facebook, and one on LinkedIn. So make sure if you're looking for that shout out, you got to put your name and where you're from in the comment section, and we'll give you that shout out that you're looking for. If you have a question, because this is going to be an interactive live, make sure you put that in the comment section. I can't see who's on here until you put something in the comment section. All right. So if you have that question, put that in the comment section. And where It's about a three to five second delay, and we'll highlight it and we'll acknowledge it as best as we can. Uh, but we're, we're going to have a tremendous conversation going on today. Uh, again, this is Black and Blue. I'm your host. This is a podcast that's just for you, where we highlight first responders and law enforcement officers, whether they're rookie, seasoned, or retiree. And when we highlight them, we talk about their training and their, their experiences and their publications. And we we have a lot of fun doing that. Again, most of you guys already know that this platform is sponsored by One Way Publishing. One Way Publishing produces the cartoon that you saw in the beginning with "Certain Be Safe," and it also as is, uh, is a book publishing company. I wrote five books myself. Uh, a couple of them are behind me, but there's books back there. That other, there are other clients who wrote also. Let me get Kay Child's book. Her book of poetry, her poetry book, is up there. Took her. A- 20 years to decide if she wanted to become an author and she already had this done she decided to become a published author and she wrote her book of poems and she's very happy that she got to do that again mother and daughter shayla and sophia thompson got to write their first children's book the dynamic duo to be so tall and they've been doing uh uh school assemblies uh had tables set up for book signing so many wonderful things one-way publishing also does the uh the uh, voiceovers for Sardin be safe sorry i'm getting you guys know i'm getting over that cold anyone who was here last week so therefore my voice is going in and out but they certain the certain be safe videos they do the voiceovers for that and if you ever wanted to be on the show workwithclee.com. let me get this banner up here let me get the right banner make sure you guys hit that like button tag like and share as well but workwithclee.com, <coughs> excuse me is where you want to go if you're interested in becoming a voiceover or to come on this platform itself all right and we see uh, I see that amazing book behind you. Not 20 years, but several. Yeah, absolutely. There you go. Shout out to you, Shayla. Thank you for tuning in. Please tag, like, and share. Some of you guys may know who this guest is. Others of you may not. And I'm excited to have him. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm losing my voice. I'm excited to have him because our, the, the names of our podcasts are very similar. And the themes are very similar, too. We, we like to humanize the badge. We like to bring awareness out there. We like to have interviews on current topics and, and things like we, we pull in individuals who are in this community out there as a way to not show one one, one rigid side of law enforcement, but have a, a free flowing side of law enforcement for one for recruitment, for one for understanding, for one for under, uh, understanding and to see how we operate, to humanize the badge itself. So, Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, <coughs> excuse me. I got Mr. Dale Peters, the podcast host, who's also a police investigator. He's the podcast host of Black in Blue, I N Black in Blue, the podcast with over 26 years in the law enforcement year, in the law enforcement community itself. He likes to highlight minorities and getting them in the law enforcement and finding out how to bridge that gap. He uses humanizing the badge to also as a recruitment tool. Yeah, uh, for for the uh, platform itself. Sorry again. But ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, without further ado, I'm going to bring him to the stage right now. Dale, are you here?
1: My man. I'm right here, brother. I'm right here.
0: Perfect. Yeah, it said, my voice is going out. I'm trying to make it, maintain it through the <laughs> intro. I had to cut the intro a little bit short. But Dale, thank you for making yourself available and coming here on the show. I appreciate, appreciate that.
1: Appreciate you, man. I'm s- sending you good vibes from Southern California. You can get over that that illness that, that you got right now, man.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You heard it cut out and take a sip of this tea, but (laughs) us. got mine right here. Yeah, I know. I know. Cheers. 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 (laughs) cheers. Yep. Tell us a little bit about yourself, please. If you don't mind. Yeah. Yeah. Not a problem. Not a problem. So,
1: uh, I'm out here in Southern California, uh, you know, just outside of LA been out here, uh, you know, most of my adult life, all of my adult life. I've been out here Mm -hmm. since, since a teenager, but I'm originally from Columbus, Ohio. Uh, shout out to the O-H-I-O and uh, <laughs> but I've been out here since I was a teenager and uh, you know I, I got involved with really wanting to be in the law enforcement uh, because you know like everybody else in, in the early 20s I thought it was a cool job I, you know I wanted to you know drive fast cars and, and <laughs> hook and book and all that sort of stuff like we all wanted to do said yeah. when we went to the interviews we said we wanted to you know be a betterment for the community and all that which, which I did but you know in my early 20s i wanted to you know drive cars fast and all that sort of stuff but the real thing that really wanted made me want to get into the profession i'm going to date myself here was the uh, rodney king incident so okay. yeah 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 so i was uh you know just fresh out of high school around that time when when that happened a couple years out of high school when that happened and that really really struck a chord with me when seeing you know how rodney king was was treated even if he was you know doing dirt um, right. How those officers treated him with, in that, that horrific beating. Uh, that really struck a chord with me and I was like, you know what, if and when I ever become a police officer, that's not gonna happen on my watch, you know right. um, yeah. and, and we got a big thing out here in California now called Duty to intercede and, and Senate yeah. bill number two where you know you, you have to intercede on an officer that you think is is going above and beyond the use of force that it should be used on a certain situation. I've always been about that. I've always been one to speak out. Hey, hey, it doesn't have to be like in the movies where you, you tackle the guy and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, you could just speak up even from day one. Hey, brother, man, I got this, you know, save, save your partner, his job. Right. And but, you know, so, you know, that, that's always been my philosophy. Those those tenets that I've always lived by. And uh, that's me in a nutshell.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. Thank you for sharing. And it's interesting yeah. you guys on here. That uh, had the burning desire since they were uh, babies or young ch- children, uh, watching cop shows, playing cops and robbers. You get those that uh, graduate high school and have no idea what they want to do, and they do a ride along, and then they're sold like that. I remember, I think uh, I'm dating myself as well. I was either eighth or ninth grade uh, when the Rodney King incident happened. Um, I remember being in high school or 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 middle school somewhere in that that those years watching it as well. And again, like you said, good, bad or different. regardless of what he did. It was the first time that I remember something uh, being brought to the screen that was caught on camera and it was a big deal. I was like, yeah. wow. I mean, just to just to watch the amount of uh, beating that a, a man took for whatever happened, I was like, yeah, I want to get in this profession, too. But again, like you said, I don't want to be that guy. Right. I want to I wanted to get in. I want again, like to help people i wanted to solve problems I, I wanted to come to work and not every single day be the exact same day or you know it's unpredictable but i too wanted to drive fast cars i wanted to do the fun stuff i wanted to go ahead and and i was in my 20s as well and live the life of uh, adrenaline i had just recently got out the army and i was airborne so the the life of adrenaline was right yes. there So exactly what you're saying
1: yep yep and and uh you know not to not to the, you know sugarcoat everything and, and gloss over everything and make it all rosy and everything um you know i've had my experiences with police officers you know growing up and that weren't mm-hmm. all that rosy. and you know i've never been uh beaten or anything like that to that effect but you know i've had officers that were unprofessional and and, yeah. and being you know lack of a of a, of a better phrase being D's, uh to me and and i always thought you know that was unprofessional that was uncalled for and if it went again I ever become a police officer I'm not going to be like that so I've always right. treated people with dignity and respect I've ever even had people you know people that i have arrested compliment me you know for not mm-hmm. being that way in in the past so you know that's always been you know my philosophy the way I ended things and you don't need to treat people that way you know they go into jail and hopefully you in home so you, you can leave
0: it at that right exactly I agree Yep. So with uh, your long, extensive history, history in law enforcement, your tenure there, uh, what experiences have you had, good, bad or indifferent, that you can share with us? Have you been involved in any special units or anything like that while, throughout your career?
1: Oh, Lord, Lord. Where, where do I begin? Where do I begin? <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been on a, a few different uh, uh, departments. One, uh, my current department, I've been there a little over 18 years, going on 19 years, so uh you know in a couple other departments before that but with my current department now um i've been in i was an sro which is a school resource officer i did that for four years of course a field training officer yep. off and on um you know whenever i get off a specialty come back to patrol i'm a uh specialty uh uh school not school i'm sorry of fto there i've been mm-hmm. uh on a, a drug task force a major's task force you can see the the shadow box that they gave me when uh gotcha. we got off that team there and that that was a fun job because again that was a majors team and we weren't just dealing with uh you know street level stuff we were dealing with kilos and millions of dollars right. there was a task force with DEA and and all these agencies in this area and we were like I said I'm I'm in the LA area we would be down to San Diego one minute you know following somebody all the way up to LA you know yeah. sit, watching the house hit the house um get some information and then have to roll off to another house and it would be an all-day thing 12 15 16 hour day and then you yeah. go home you know you, you know it's a two hour drive back home and the sergeant says hey you know i'll see you guys again tomorrow at eight o'clock in the morning we we're like oh really but you know that's that was that was you know overtime lots of overtime obviously but that yep. was a fun gig. um i've been in investigations um i'm in investigations now mm-hmm. uh i deal with uh internet crimes against children so uh for lack of a better phrase uh kiddie porn is what i deal with now and uh those those are guys you, you hear about you know a lot of things not being prosecuted nowadays this is one crime that's still being prosecuted even here in california because uh you know getting child predators off the street is is, is job number one for for us and prosecutors so yeah I've, I've done a lot of things in my career
0: gotcha dang it a few of those things I've done myself is uh, actually everything that you mentioned, I've done myself. And it was a lot of fun doing it. I know that. The one thing is uh investigations with child. It takes a special officer to actually sit there and do those investigations. So I salute and commend you for that, because that that is not an easy area. uh That's not an easy investigation to actually go after those predators to actually see what the who the victims are what what may have happened to the victims and things like that i've had a few uh guests on the show who were also in uh in child porn investigators and hearing some of their cases like it just immediately it makes your blood start boiling so i commend you for that
1: yeah absolutely because you know those are you know when you get the 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 lowest level of it is you know possession of uh, we don't call it child pornography anymore The, the the new term nowadays is Child sexual abuse material, CSAM, because, um, you know, children obviously can't be, uh, you know, they can't be participants in that sort of stuff because they're not of age, so they are being sexually abused. And, uh, you, you got to actually watch the videos, uh, for legally, oh. you have to watch the videos to determine whether or not, you know, this person was in fact uh, a minor. You have mm-hmm. to be able to describe the scene in a, in a warrant. Because, you know, you, uh, transmit, you can't transmit, you can't show anyone else, not even a judge, because yeah. it is against the law, these images. So you have to be able to describe it to a T in your warrant. The room was like this. It had, you know, it had a, a, a portrait in the back that said the words black and blue and white letters below <laughs> that was, you know, lighting. It, you got to be able to describe all that. Right. So. So, um, yeah, it's a lot of people don't want to do that because you actually have to watch the videos but mm-hmm. i see it as as you know being able to identify victims hopefully you can identify victims nowadays you don't you you know a lot of the stuff is you know dark web stuff that you know is produced in say you know in russia or wherever but uh if it's self produced here in you know out here in la or whatever um, you know we go after those people
0: vigorously mm-hmm. man again i commend you i commend you for that absolutely um, and, and
1: and and it's only a matter of time before you know the, these People, you know, just like drugs, you know, just watching these videos isn't enough for them. Uh, it's only a matter of time before they want to go hands-on. With the with yeah,
0: here's that it's, it's like a, um, like you said, gateway or staircase. You know, you, you entry level is up here, and then you start building to where it becomes more dangerous, more violent, more inappropriate. Person. Oh yeah. I've
1: had guys that uh, actually, you know, have attempted to meet minors and uh you know so that sort of stuff and you know if one case i was working if it was not for her uh she set up a you know a meet with a guy and if she didn't uh chicken out at the last second and she would have gotten into this car who knows what would happen to her wow. and she was only 12 and you know this guy was in his you know in his 30s
0: so like i ask all anyone who comes on here who does these kind of investigations what kind of safety tips or what kind of red flags can you give our listeners or our parents uh to give them a heads up on what to look for on some know it's kind of a loaded question some things that are maybe obvious or maybe or some things that may be not so obvious that can be swept under the rug
1: well you gotta monitor what your what your kids are doing online what they're Mm -hmm. doing on their phones um you know i know uh, a lot of people nowadays want to think that you know they want to be the 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 kids friends and they want to you know give them as much privacy no no until they are 18 and you were actually you, know, you you paying that bill right for the okay. for that phone so that is your phone so you know you can look through that phone and and i implore you please look through that phone look through all those all those social media posts look through the dms and see who they're communicating with see what kind of pictures and things that uh, that they that they're sending to each other and that they may be sending people uh you know there's a lot of sex sextortion cases going on nowadays where you know it's, uh, little Johnny, thinks he's meeting some hot some hot girl named Sarah and it's really some some dude sitting in you know in Nigeria right and he's got this profile picture of you know of a of a cute girl you know named Sarah and you know send me a picture of you I'll send you a picture of me and yeah. uh you know they 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 entice up you know these miners to send them a picture and then once they get the picture they say hey um send me some money or else this is going out to your friends list wow. and of course you know Um, you know, people, you know, these kids, especially, you know, would, would, and now and today's generation get a little, a little freaked out on that. I can understand why, but you know, I've actually had cases where they did actually send, you know, pictures to their mom and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, that that's devastated them. But, uh, you know, I, I joke with, you know, my partners you know maybe the generation's a little different because if somebody tricked me to hey uh, send me some money while i'm gonna send this hey send it you want some more pictures yeah maybe that'll help me out (laughs) (laughs) but you know um yeah just a a little levity there but
0: yeah um -hmm.
1: you know uh, these kids they can get um emotionally emotionally drained and and emotionally harmed from these situations and uh you know i've had kids actually send them two three hundred dollars to keep these things but you know it never ends you know they they ask for more money they ask for more money they ask for more money and it never ends and a lot of these kids end up you know trying to harm themselves want to commit suicide so you know parents keep tabs on what your what your kids are doing online on those phones um i, I talked to a lot of kids you know in high school and in middle school about sending images to each other you know you you got this couple that's you remember when you were that age right and and these kids think that they're they're going to be in love forever so they send pictures to each other and then the next day they break up but Mm -hmm. uh you know uh you know little sarah sent sent her boyfriend tommy this picture and now he's showing everybody in school and uh you know so now everybody sees you know little sarah's goods and uh all that sort of drama starts popping off and and uh you know a lot of these uh these females get into you know into um uh depression because of this sort of stuff and uh you know because the whole school seeing it and and it's just these phones are gonna be the death of us you know because i tell these kids you know not that yeah i was an angel when i was your age but i didn't have this little device where i I, where i had to record everything that's their philosophy nowadays is if you don't record it it didn't happen you know if you don't have pictures of it it didn't happen you know where it did happen it happened right here (laughs) you know so I'm not going. I'm not going to be naive to tell you not to to engage in sexual activity. I wish you would not, but mm-hmm. if you do, don't record. Don't break out the phone. Um, hopefully, you can speak to somebody, a counselor, a parent. I know me if, when I was an SRO, speak to me about it. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, just just try to try to keep everything in your pants. And if you do cross that line, don't record it, and definitely don't send it to anybody else.
0: Yeah, yeah. There we go, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, more safety tips, more safety tips on uh, sex trafficking, sex and, and child pornography and things along those lines. If you have any more questions on any of that while watching the replay, please put them in the comment section and we will go ahead and address them. Uh, I'm gonna kind of change gears a little bit. I'm gonna ask them my next question right here. I wanna know how you decided to become a podcast host and start doing um, podcasting for Black and Blue. All
1: right, well, um- Again, sort of like when I told you about you know the Rodney King thing and how that kind of touched me. Uh, another thing that touched me was 2020, and we all know what 2020 was about. Other than other than uh, COVID, we had you know George Floyd, we had Breonna Taylor, we had Ahmaud Arbery, we had all that jump off in 2020. Yep. And with that came the defund the police movement and all the all the actions against law enforcement. And to me, being involved in this profession for a good portion of my life. Um, I didn't, I didn't want that to, to be the only, the only perspective out there. Right. I wanted yeah. to show that, you know, we, as, as people of color, as men of color, me being an African-American, African-American male, uh, in a profession, I wanted to show that, Hey, we got skin in this game too. And, right. uh, you know, don't, don't just be sitting there complaining from the sidelines. Um, don't speak about it. Be about it. Um, yeah. get into the game, be the change that you want to see instead of just complaining from the sidelines. So that was kind of the impetus of me wanting to start this podcast. I already had some, a lot of extensive knowledge in electronics and stuff, stuff like that. Uh, you see behind me, you know, records and stuff like that. I, I was, a, I've been a DJ since high school. So I kind of, you know, I kind of got, you know, a bunch of you know microphones and, you know, I kind of knew all that stuff already. So I wanted to kind of bring that, that technical know-how and the experience that I had as a police officer to kind of bring this perspective, uh, you know minorities because you know mostly what you see when you think of a police officer is a caucasian male for the most part and right. and i've got I've got wonderful caucasian male uh partners and friends not not just uh not just uh co-workers but friends right. as well but I wanted to show that uh, hey we as minorities we we as black people um we we've got as much uh right to be in this in this uh law enforcement profession and and kind of show uh others hey come on join us be, yep. be, be part of this solution and uh that's that's kind of the impetus so I you know I started reaching out to people uh that I know uh to kind of come on the show and it's kind of grown from there
0: interesting I like that story because it sounds it uh it's it very similar believe it or not mine I was doing um podcasting as well and I was trying to keep it under the rug that I was in law enforcement and I was interviewing people on uh, businesses, products and positive messages up until 2020 when the riots happened. And then a local jurisdiction, I was working the weekend called for help because the Capitol was being surrounded by uh, uh, originally it was protesters. then the crowd turned violent. So then we had them all make a mad dash. And when they called for us to go, we were just supposed to go be support, like start a roadway down like a mile away from where everything was going on. We ended right. up being a baton. we were there with our uh riot shields and batons and helmets and everything, and so it was crazy because I I recognized some people I knew on uh, in the crowd, other people I didn't. But just the amount of it, it was just a bad day, I put it that way. It was a lot, a lot of a lot, it was a long day, a bad day, a lot of things happened that day. Um, but to come back, and and I was angry when I was leaving just for the amount of disrespect that was going on that didn't need to happen uh and i'm like I, I, something needs to be done a voice needs to be heard so this whole platform changed from uh it was called the lab now it's called black and blue um just to, to uh, humanize the badge, get a voice out there to show a different side of us to show the trainings experiences publications to show the human side of us to show the, uh what we do when we're off to show what we do when we retire to show exactly uh, what is legitimately a police problem and what legitimately is not a police problem, but everything yep, gets right. on us uh, because uh, either media, news, whatever it may be, or they're told, yeah, the police didn't do this. The police didn't uh, sentence him for 50 years and put him away and things like that. I'm like, that's not the police. Most things <laughs> right. that we get blamed for is not law enforcement, not yep. for us, not not police itself. And so therefore like you said i created this platform to humanize the badge and get the word out there too so i again i commend and i appreciate you for doing what you're doing it's not appreciate not it. a job to take but uh, to keep it going is a big deal
1: yeah 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 i've been at it since uh 2020 like i said and uh you know um our, our two platforms are similar Your black and blue and mine is black and blue i wanted to show the the duality of you know being being a black man and being, uh, in blue working at, in law enforcement. And, uh, you know, that that's, that's the message I was trying to get out there that, uh, Hey, we, we've, we've come a long way. We still got some ways to go. Uh, you know, there's, there's some bad actors in, in this, uh, profession, but it's, you know, 0.1% of, you know, not even 1%, maybe 0.1% of, uh, of those uh, doing the job. And I just kind of wanted to highlight that and, uh, and get that out there.
0: Yeah absolutely and ladies and gentlemen boys and girls we're going to pause for the calls momentarily we're going to jump to a certain safe commercial and then we're going to jump right back into this interview so don't go anywhere we'll be right back stand by right back Uh uh-oh wrong one insanity doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results Sergeant B-Safe here, and I'm stuck in the office. I'm stuck. You wanna know why? I'll be completing reports for stolen vehicles. Yeah, that's right, stolen vehicles. I tell people all the time to lock their doors and put away their valuables. However, this continues to happen. Do you know that about approximately 95% of all auto thefts can be prevented? Here, let's go for a walk, and I'll show you a few examples. Example number one: You go to the store and you leave your car running. Little do you know that Chance Wilder's on the prowl. He sees your car running with the door unlocked, gets in it, and they're off. uh, At the start. Oh no! Frustrating. Let's move on to example number two. You're at home and the car is parked for the day but you feel safe and secure and believe this can never happen to me. And there's Rob you blind going from car to car. Up, uh, just got caught though. Poop, be safe. Hands up, you're coming with me. Ooh. People leave their car doors unlocked and believe it or not, their key's in them. Here's video footage of someone going onto someone's driveway and entering their car and guess what? Stealing that too. Even if you don't keep your car key, don't keep your spouse's key in the vehicle either. Believe it or not, they park right beside you. So therefore, take the extra step, lock your vehicle, and take your keys inside. So here's a little bit of information for you. If your car is ever stolen, and then I find it and recover it, it's usually not in the same condition that it once was. It could have been involved in a motor vehicle accident because of joyriding, or just have more dent scratches and damage on it. You'll get an incident report and a tow bill. Your insurance company may cover the towing and recovering fee but you could also have to come out of pocket with some extra expenses. So now let's move on to example number three. Parking lots at major businesses are prime targets. Lock your doors, put valuables away, park in well-lit areas, and definitely do not, I cannot stress it any harder, leave your vehicle running in the parking lot. Because no matter how many times rob you blind and wild chance go to jail, they will always take advantage of a prime opportunity to take your valuables or steal your vehicle. Don't be an easy target. Hands up, you both are coming with me. These are just a few examples of how you can protect yourself and be vigilant with your property. Uh. And that's your tip of the day. It gets you on your way.
1: Drive
0: now All right, and we are back. I see Seti P's in here thinking that I was smiling earlier today, and I wasn't, but thank you for tuning in. Make sure you <laughs> tag, like, and share. Uh, we're jumping right back into this interview. Uh with Dale Peters, uh, also the podcast host of Black and Blue. And we just re- started touching on that. Uh, Dale, talk. Can you tell us about any of the guests that you've had on your show or um, uh, what you've seen since you started since 2020 up until now, have you seen any positive impact on minorities uh, or or displaced individuals uh, and changing their view on law enforcement, actually wanting to get into this occupation, wanting to be the difference instead of complaining about uh, the differences that uh, society kind of throws on us?
1: Yeah, you know, I've seen, you know, differences like that. You know, not because of my show, but, you know, just in, in my travels and talking to people and, uh, you know, some some of the views uh, that were you know expressed back in 2020 is kind of kind of reeled back in since then. And then now people are kind of uh, realizing the importance of police. Not that they didn't back then. Um, right. You know, back then they didn't, you know, it, there's a misconception about what defund the police meant that they, you know, they didn't want police at all. It's not that they didn't want police is that they wanted to be treated fairly by the police whenever they, you know, have interactions with police. So um, so that's that's what I've seen. Uh, as far as my show, you know, I've had lots of, you know, I interview lots of chiefs all the way down to, you know, patrol officers on my show. I've had, you know, the chief of D.C. on the chief of uh, you know, so many to name uh, my, my latest episode right now. I've got the uh, special agent in charge of DEA in Detroit. Okay. on the show so you know he's talking about you know his career and you know their efforts to combat you know right now fentanyl's the big the big thing across the country uh lots yeah. of overdoses and all that and you know how they're dealing with that in detroit so yeah that, that that's you know I, I try to interview uh lots of lots of different walks of life on the mm-hmm. show uh, different people different different ranks of life um i've started a new segment where i i um review police videos with uh with uh c- civilians okay and, and try yeah. to and try to you know get gauged it you know because you know we all see these videos on social media and then mm. you know they go viral and everyone is always talking about you know the police just like you said the police should have done this the police should have done that they were they were wrong for doing this uh, but they don't get the whole story because of course the media doesn't show the whole story so you know i like to show those those backstories but but also i don't i don't just show you know when the police are doing great you know i also show you know when the police are doing bad as well and but i like to get those perspectives from from regular people from you know my la- the last one i just did was with a musician you know i've had you know it people on and you know just people in regular locks wa- uh, walks of life uh to 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 do this and so we can kind of kind of humanize us and and spread the word and and all that sort of stuff and and, and kind of show that law enforcement we're not infallible
0: but when mm-hmm. we do we get held accountable and, and we are for exactly. the most part exactly yeah. exactly and so and, and I like how you you bring in different perspectives different walks of life in order to uh kind of bridge that gap uh yeah. and I, I know especially in 2020 and particularly and leading up to 2020 it was kind of like a us versus them uh leo yep. versus the public and I like it doesn't need to be this way it's just a lack of communication like like it's right there so you're actually having those conversations while reviewing live video, I think it's a great idea. Uh, yeah. one, one of the cases um, that happened about a year or so ago, I'm not gonna get in, I'll give the highlights of it. I'm not gonna get into the details, but you can see they were like task force officers and like hoodies with um, um, outer carriers on. So they weren't typical patrol officers, but they were in a, a task force style vehicle, making a task force style stop. And the the situation went badly, but looking at it from law enforcement, you could tell this wasn't a basic patrol stop. You could tell these were investigators that had more likely had some sort of investigation where they were trying to apprehend someone that actually the situation went viral and it went bad after that. Not knowing what to look for or not understanding how law enforcement works. And I could be wrong. Uh, I could have been wrong at the time but it, it kind of it just looks back as a whole because you say the cops did this why were they even chasing this guy when realistically if you get deeper into it and I know a lot of information can't be put out on active cases it's actually a lot deeper and makes more sense than what it what's really is shown and perceived
1: yeah I like now that a lot of agencies are releasing body cam footage you know quickly nowadays you know that that was a big thing uh when body cam and even audio cams were audio um recorders were out that yep. uh, you know uh, chiefs of police and and all these uh agency heads wouldn't want to release that information right away even if it wasn't you know showing the even if it was showing the officers in a positive light just because yep. they wanted to hold on to that information but you know when you, when you release that information and, and it shows the full story as opposed to what you know what the media wants to show then uh, mm-hmm. it's out there, you yeah. know. Well, let, let me uh, indulge you a little bit more. Um, one of these types of things that I did, these uh, segments that I did, was with a, a business owner, okay, uh, from from the Atlanta area, he, uh, and uh, I showed him a, vi- a viral video. Uh, I believe this happened in Ohio. I don't remember exactly where. I think it was in Ohio. Anyway, mm-hmm. so the, the the video that which was se- shot by a cell phone video um, showed these three cops surrounding this black guy who had a sling on his arm uh, you might may have seen that video he had a sling on his arm mm-hmm. and uh and then they're just talking to him about his vehicle and then all of a sudden they slam him to the ground mm-hmm. and uh, his girlfriend who's filming the videos like he didn't do anything why you know why are you tackling him leave him alone he didn't do nothing he didn't do nothing right so of course when that went viral everyone was like oh my god these cops you know they out of control they're doing this that and the other right well mm-hmm. that agency and, and i showed this yeah, well, well, when I showed that part of the video, I showed that first. And, of course, mm-hmm. this guy, oh, man, these cops are out. He was saying the same thing. These cops are out of control. I don't think they should have been doing that, this, that, and the other, right? Then I showed him the full story from the, the agency that released their debrief of it, including the body cams and the 911 call, right? And what happened in that case was the guy's mom called 911 on him because he's he's a twin. and mm-hmm. His mom called said he's breaking out all the windows in the house and she needs the cops there right right now, right? And right. and so then these cops they kind of know who this guy is, so they get there, they contact him, and he's got like I said, he's got a sling on and they ask him about it, and he's like, Oh, ain't, ain't nothing wrong, you know. I just I'm just wearing this. He's 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 doing this with the sling on, right? Okay, right. <laughs> so so he's doing that, and then um uh, he's trying to pass himself off as his twin brother so they're trying to figure out is he the twin or is he the one that he's getting called at whatever yeah. in, in the end they find out who he really is and he's got a warrant right so they say they say to him when they surrounded him when this when the cell phone video starts where you can't hear them talking all you can hear because she's kind of back away is recording mm-hmm. and they say hey you're under arrest you got a warrant and he says don't touch me because i got a gun on me <laughs> and then one of the cops says, "Where's the gun?" and he says, "Don't worry about it." Mm-hmm. And then they tackle him.
0: Yeah,
1: right. So this is all on their body cam, <laughs> and of course, you know, the, the guy I was doing this video, who's like, "Oh man, that changes everything." He does, did- <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but of course, the, the the media didn't show that part, right? Yeah. They just
0: showed- yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know drama sells tickets, so it's kind of yeah. like we get thrown under the bus for views. Uh, I, I I get it. From a business standpoint for uh the media but it's still uh not fair not uh not fair and um it's unfortunate for those of us that actually are on the front line because it's a safety concern as well absolutely absolutely yep Mm -hmm. so as far as have you had any contact or dealt with any um any um youth individuals from schools or anyone's from your time as an sro have you had anyone come back or have you had any of their children per se come back we dealing with any camps or anything of individual of kids are like, you know, I kind of want to be a cop, but I don't know because and then you kind of go off and have the conversation. Have you ever dealt with anything like that? You know,
1: I won't, I won't say I've had, uh, you know, kids come back and say they wanted to be police officers. But I will say that I've had uh, positive interactions and positive uh, results from being an SRO. I was an SRO at a, at a high school. And uh, and also dealt with the middle school kids, because let me tell you, the middle school kids are really the ones that are off the hook. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, the high school kids. So um, but, uh, you know, just recently I went to a middle school for one of these investigations I'm doing now a Mm -hmm. few weeks ago and ran into uh, a, a young lady that was was always in trouble at the high school when I was there as an S.R.O., and she's doing good now. I would I would always counsel her when she came into the office. I would sit in her in the office and, and talk to her and when her mom came and all that. She's doing good now. Now she is in college and she's working as a as a teacher's assistant in the school in the same school district now. Nice. So I, yeah. So she she turned herself around. Um, I won't say it's solely because of me, but you know, uh, you know, it, it, I'm sure I'm hopefully that was part of that. Uh, another thing, um, you know, building those relationships. As a police officer in a school, you know, I, I know there, there was a movement to, to remove police officers from schools, um, you know, starting back in 2020 and all the way up to now. Um, my chief's philosophy at the time that uh, that brought back because because my department, we didn't have SROs for uh, maybe 10 years. And then oh, we wow. brought it back. Yeah. And then we brought the program back. Mm-hmm. And his mandate was we're not going to be the pipeline to the justice system for these kids. Um, we're not going to be writing tickets for every little thing like we used to do back in the day. We are there for the, for the major things, of course, you know, active shooters and stuff like that. But in the meantime, you were there to, to, to be a, uh, you know, a, a person to show that law enforcement is approachable. So right. you need to get out the office and you need to talk to these kids. And I took that to heart. I would do that all the time. I would talk to these kids. I'll have fun with them. I would have, uh, you know, uh, debates about hip hop. <laughs> with a kids, you know, tell me, you know, of course, they're, they're, their 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 hip hop is trash, and, and my hip hop was the best, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, that's what we do. That's what we do. But uh, yeah, so again, an- another trouble kid. I would always talk to this kid. Uh, he was always in trouble about something, and uh, mm. you know, unfortunately, he ended up getting expelled from mm. uh, school for some some business that he was doing. Uh, fast forward, you know, maybe a few months later, um, I'm sitting at my office at at school, and, and I hear a patrol call out that they're at this this apartment um because this 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 male is uh going crazy in the apartment he's holding his, his knife to his family and and all this sort of stuff and i recognize the name is this this same kid so i rush over there when i get over there they got the apartment surrounded they're evacuating the whole apartment building they're evacuating that building and you can hear him yelling from the street from the street and all that and then i call in i'm not gonna say his name just say his his name is johnny say hey johnny i yell in you know, because the officers got their rifles out and they all just, so I, calm yeah. down, guys, calm down, guys. Um, I, Hey, Johnny, and he goes, Peters, is that you? And I go, yeah, man, what you doing? He's like, oh, man, I'm. J- they just tripping. I was like, hey, drop the knife and come outside with your hands up so, and we'll talk about it. Sure enough, he did it. So cool. building those relationships where, you know, he was able to trust me and know that, you know, I was there to, to make sure that his best interests were taken care of um that's that's really rewarding to me so that that's really what the program is about uh making sure that you know these kids when they see you out on the street you know they don't see us as the occupying force they see us as somebody they can wave to uh you know when they when they're out of high school they can you know they're not afraid of the cops
0: yeah that's community police and 101 itself starting right there yeah. yeah
1: a lot of times they say you know high school is too late um you know you want to get them in elementary and middle school but you know uh high schools where where all the drama is so that's where we were stationed and um you know i, I i'd like to say I, I uh was a positive impact on on those kids too it you know case in point that story i just shared with you
0: yeah yeah it's interesting it's a good story and thank you for sharing that uh and you know it's not the first time you hear stories like that for individuals who were either sros or actually get out in the community while they're working the beat and actually engage with the community and do community policing because again it breaks down those barriers uh you become one with the community you know people they know you at first name you know them at first name you know their family you know hey you're you're such and such uh grandson you're or hey i, I just saw your cousin the other day and and so it, you can have those small conversations or you can say, hey, I heard your science grade wasn't good. You know, why don't you take a look at X, Y, and Z? And, and, you know, it may bring your grade up or this may help you out. This, Why don't you check out this app? This app is good for botany if you have to work a science project and you're working on plants. They're like, wow, I, I didn't know that. And those little things go a long way because then when something does happen in a local area, in that jurisdiction or that block or wherever it may be, everyone's calling me during this live, man. Just get off my phone. I mean, <laughs> But if something does happen during that, then they're the ones like, hey, officer, uh, hey, Coach Clee, hey, you didn't hear it from me, but you might want to check out uh, uh, such as Johnny B over at his house or tell people to go check out Johnny B or, or look at ring camera because, you know, it's blah, 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 blah. And those things are what cracks the case.
1: Yes, yeah, absolutely. Because we can't be everywhere, but you know, just just hearing those things when, when a kid comes up to you when they, when they suspect, because you know, school shootings is is a big thing, obviously nowadays, and these kids know they know who's who's got what, and mm-hmm. you know, they come to your office or they drop you a text or whatever. Hey, uh, take a look at so and so. You know that that's in value. Yeah, that they trust you to be able to do that.
0: Yes. Yes. Absolutely. You're not gonna
1: go. You're not gonna go. Hey, Stevie's the one who told me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, the, and the trust goes a long way too, because you know, just like they're trusting you with information, you you, you gotta be. They, they want to know that. Okay, yeah, I'm telling you this, but still, I can't be labeled as a snitch either. So you can't yep. be like, yeah, blah blah. I, I learned this from blah blah blah. You still gotta use your investigative tools, but now you have you know where North is and you know how to follow that North.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Jamad's on here. Gotta feel good to have that type of impact on your own community and the youth. It's a great feeling. I know I get, I think I can speak for both of us, but I, I mean I, how do you feel about that, Dale?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I love having that impact and and uh hey, let's keep it rolling. I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna be doing this too much longer, like I said, about a year, year and a half more, and then hopefully the people behind me uh have that same have that same philosophy and want to do the same.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. So being that you're not uh, going to be doing this forever, how does bringing up the next generation or recruitment look as far as you're concerned, or just trying to get the right people in the right places as well? How, how do those efforts look?
1: Well, we know that uh, law enforcement in general is, is having a hard time recruiting people. Uh, you know, my agency, you know, when, when there used to be, you know, lines around the block, back in the, in the nineties for, for these jobs. And now you, you're lucky if you got you know, 10, 20 people show up for, uh, for these tests and, you know, they're going to get whittled down at each step along the way. So it's tough because in, in, and you know, 2020 and, and all that is a part of it. But another part of it is, you know, they, they've got different options you know, yeah. that they can do yeah. nowadays, you know, uh, the tech field, they can, they can do stuff and work from home. They can be influencers and, and do what we doing now and, and make more money. So, you know, we're competing with all that. So it's tough and, and we got, we got to show, uh, these kids nowadays, we got to be, we got to be flexible. We can't be just as rigid and, and paramilitary like we used to. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, my agency recently, just not recently, a couple years ago, uh, we approved, uh, facial hair. When we didn't okay. have facial hair, you know, out here in California is is, is really paramilitary. If you look at you know um, LAPD and we, we got that button down looks, so, well, you know we we approved uh, facial hair, we approved you know tattoos. You can show your tattoos so long as they're not offensive, of course. Um, so you know we got to be flexible to twenty twenty four as opposed to it's not nineteen seventy four anymore. So um, those are challenges that we we all trying to work through, and we all recruiting from the same pool of people, but. You know nope. it can be done, and there's there's people out there who still want to make a difference in this nope. community. We just got we got to reach, them. we got to find them and reach them.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So in in your podcast Black and Blue, uh, what's your end game goal? Uh, I know uh, retirement for the career is right around. You can see the light at the end of the tunnel, but in, in the perfect world, let's say three to five years or or whatever your your number is. What's your end game goal for the podcast?
1: Of course i want to grow you know um you know i want to i want to make more money i'm i'm making a, a minuscule amount now and and not that i need that because it's not my full-time job you know i'm, I'm still a working guy right now and uh mm-hmm. even when i retire that that'll be my you know my income so it's not really about the money i just kind of want to get the the message out there and and mm-hmm. continue with that and 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 grow with that but you know Hey, that, that, you know, like I said, I come up with different segments. I do lives as well. And, you know, I have panel discussions where I talk about issues um, plaguing our communities. And and it's, you know, even though my, my main focus is minorities in law enforcement, you know, I'm, I'm not exclusive to that. You know, I, I have you know, white counterparts on the show all the time. And we talk, you know, a couple of the people that you've had on, on your show have been on, on my show talking about, you know, whether it be fentanyl or whether it be, you know, um, you know, use of force incidents or what have you. So um I just want to grow and, and 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 show another perspective to law enforcement even after mm-hmm. I retire.
0: Right. Right. And I appreciate the, the perspective that you're showing uh and keeping the keeping the torch moving forward. Um as far as a lot of questions that we get or that I get uh I can I can only speak for me is why I say that. Uh, as far as either blue-collar jobs or law enforcement jobs, uh, some of the kids, young adults coming out of high school, um, military or college years, the, that age for group between 18 and like 25, that group, they're like, "Yeah, I'm kind of thinking about law enforcement, but I don't know if I should or shouldn't." Um, you know, uh, we're getting those bonuses. Um, y- you know, you can you can vest a lot sooner. You know not to do the 20. A lot of departments are moving from the 25 years where you can get now seven to 10 uh, because they know they're not the new generations aren't going to stay that much longer um but uh as far as besides all the bonuses besides all the newer features uh what does how does salary look uh for most most departments throughout the country that you're aware of is it something that i know that the myth is most cops don't make good income but from what i understand where, where the income that we get in most places not all is pretty pretty decent yeah you know not
1: gonna get rich in this profession so if you think you're gonna get rich rich even even chiefs of police you know they they make good money don't get me wrong and and i make good money as an investigator but uh you you're not not gonna be you're not gonna be um bezos or anything like that so so if if you think of that you know (laughs) you you need to look elsewhere but um i can only speak for for california because i know it and, 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 you know I hear about you know salaries across the country we we make really good money out here in California um you know granted the the cost of living is is a little bit more but uh a lot of us don't have to work you know secondary jobs like uh like I hear about in other parts of the country and, and uh I'm pretty surprised I was talking about this with uh one of my guests uh, uh a while back um the chief of Manhattan Beach police Department we were talking about where so I don't know if it's like that in in where you work but in your jurisdiction, but uh, you know, where you can work another job in uniform. And and that's yeah. just mind blowing to me. It's like, how can you that sounds like a liability waiting to yeah. happen that, you know, we if, can. If, <laughs>
0: Anyone watching, Yeah, watch, yeah we, we can't do that with work <laughs>
1: security job in your police uniform. That just sounds like a liability waiting to happen. But, um, you know, thankfully enough that we don't have to be able to do that out here in California because we, we get pretty good money. Um, some departments obviously more than others. Uh, my department um, was really the benefits that uh, was really top notch as opposed to other departments in the area uh, it, where the, the, the money itself was, was pretty good, but the benefits put it over the top, you know, reimbursement for education, uh, reimbursement for medical bills, reimbursement, you know, a lot of that sort of stuff is what kind of drew me to this agency as well. Cause you know, I got a family, I had a family, uh, when I first started out and, and, uh, over here. So, Hey, you know, it, it, you won't get rich. Like I said, mm-hmm. but you'll be comfortable, you, you, you'll be comfortable. Hey, and if if you take up another job like a podcast or you DJ or something like that, hey, you can supplement you to go like that too.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's great. Uh just speaking on that, because I've had a lot of retirees come on the show, and I love highlighting them because everyone who gets toward the end of the the, the, the the occupations, all we have. You know, you get known to be in law enforcement, you get known to be in the cop, and then when you retire out, like that stigma is so, somewhat gone. Uh, you see, from the older guys. And they're like, yeah, I can't wait to retire. I can't wait. I can go on this endless fishing trip. I'm going to go hunting. And after a while, that gets old and they're bored. And they're like, I have nothing to look forward to. But then if you're already doing something you know, like podcasting, if uh, whatever your hobbies may be, building, um, crafting, whatever it may be, that when you do retire, you're just jumping on to the next thing. And you, there's life after the badge. And, and that's a big deal because I hate especially getting closer Getting the older, the older I am, hating seeing guys that I've worked with. That the old guys, when I first started, they retired, and within five to seven years, they were already they were they were gone. I right mean, yeah. and I'm doing the funerals as an honor guard, <clears throat> and I'm like, wow, like, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> no one works this job and gives so much of themselves to this job to finally retire and get your pension and benefits and all that to only live for five years and then be done like i, yeah. I love seeing the guys having a, a second life after the job itself
1: yeah yeah I'm, I'm, I'm planning on doing another 40 to 50 after after this you know uh so yeah you and that's that's unfortunate because like you just said you know five years uh the life expectancy you know in, in our profession because a lot Mm -hmm. of the stress that we get to deal with but nowadays you know our profession is big on wellness and de-stressing and all that sort of stuff so that you know and we're not so wrapped up in this being all we are
0: yeah
1: it's law enforcement we are you know we're we're family you know we're 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 brothers we're husbands we're we're sons we're all that sort of stuff but we're also you know carpenters we're podcasters we 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 can do all this other stuff that we can get into i don't plan on golf i don't golf to begin with <laughs> but you know um I, hopefully i won't be bored after after this chapter of my life is done and you know i can parlay that and the, to something else like you, you got to stay busy you got to keep the mind
0: busy yeah you do you got to keep I the mind know. busy. Workshop, you're right so if anyone's watching watching right now or watching the replay and they actually uh enjoying this conversation and like, they they want to add their two cents or they want to get to know you or their for, former law enforcement or or have questions about law enforcement what's a good way that they can get in contact with you if they want to actually be on a panel on your podcast or anything like that
1: absolutely yeah i see you got my my website down there scrolling on the on the bottom there so they can go to there and there's a contact page at black blue us or they can you know they can hit me up on any of my social media pages you know, i've got instagram uh even a TikTok. got TikTok. got the you know facebook twitter all that uh, you just uh look for black and blue u.s black Perfect. and blue. remember i in so we yep. you know the, me and clee don't get you know a little confused there get get, get, our, get our wires crossed but it's black in blue mm-hmm.
0: u.s gotcha gotcha thank you for sharing that ladies and gentlemen boys and girls stand by certain be safe is going to throw some two cents in there and we're gonna jump right back into it all right stand by Look at JD sitting there, thinking that he's the man. Not knowing Rob your blinds right there, right around the corner. Love is in the air, I put on a gas mask. Uh, hello. JD's just sitting there, lost in love, not even knowing he sat his cell phone down. I can't believe it. And just like that, it's all mine. And with his cell phone, he has access to everything. Was too it too Looks like he gave me the chance, Wilder, to do some hacking. My plan is complete. I'll have it all. And with your cell phone, he'll have your email, bank account information. If you can just confirm your name and address. Sergeant B-Safe, is that you? Hi, JD. How are you? I really need your help. Okay, what happened? How can I help?
1: I laid my cell phone down and rob you blind, stole it.
0: Oh yeah, I heard you were lost in love at that Valentine's Day gala. Chance Wilder used
1: the information to steal my identity.
0: Well, that's unfortunate. Did you put a lock on all your personal information? If not, I suggest you do that now and I'll do what I can. Can you get it back? I promise you, I will do my best. Identity theft is something that is constantly on the rise. Make sure you protect yourself in all ways possible. (laughs) Hey, get your hands up. You both are coming with me. You're under arrest for identity theft. I'm Sergeant B-Safe. That's your tip of the day to get you on your way.
1: Drive
0: now, all right we are back ladies and gentlemen boys and girls it's one of my favorite ones i like doing these holidays there you go there you go <laughs> the holidays starting to be safe commercials you know they're only cyclic for certain times of the year so that's one of my favorite ones right there you know JT, yeah
1: valentine's day just passed so yeah
0: yeah he was in there partying you saw just him and like four other women man then he put his phone down it was a rat Yep, <laughs> Sergeant, be safe as a G. <laughs> he tries, man. I don't know. He kind of gets me in trouble sometimes when, with his with his ideas, but. Now, so jumping right back into it, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. I'm having a good time having a conversation with Dale Peters, uh, the host of uh, Black in Blue, Black I.N. in Blue. Uh, you see his website scrolling below. If you have any questions for him, make sure you put them in the comment section now while we're live. Uh, if not, make sure you put them in the replay and we will address them. But uh, look again, make sure you guys check his platform out. Uh, what, where, are you, where are your various platforms? I know you said to get in contact with you through various sites of social media, but I, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, you're more prevalent on LinkedIn, at least for going live or having your uh, content being shown, or is it all all various different forms of uh, social media as well?
1: Yeah, brother, just like you, I'm on all of them. So, you know, when I do go live, it's on, it's, it is on LinkedIn, uh, yeah. but it's also on YouTube and Facebook. And, uh, you know, so uh, occasionally I do uh, Instagrams. And I uh, yeah. haven't haven't gotten into the TikTok lives, but uh, those those are the ones that I that I generally jump on for my lives. But yeah, I'm on all those platforms, so you know I do the other content, you know, uh, as well, you know, clips and and pictures and all that sort of stuff. And but if you really want to contact me, get on the website. There's a contact form that uh, you know, that you can fill out, and I'll get back to you.
0: Perfect, perfect. My apologies on that. I didn't want to limit limit you or limit your contact or anything uh, like not that. At all. No, So through the course of the conversation, we had a great conversation. I may have forgot to ask a question or I may have jogged your memory on an, another topic or anything that you wanted to touch on. Right now, I I'm, I may have forgot to ask something or you may, again, want to put something out there. Is there anything that you would like to express with us? Right now, the floor is yours.
1: Yeah, man. Hey, I appreciate that. So, yeah, man, I just I just wanted to talk about, you know, um, treating everybody in mm-hmm. law enforcement. You know come and come in contact with treat them with dignity treat, treat them with respect and uh you know that'll come back to you in tenfold um mm-hmm. you know, like i said a lot of those a lot of those things that 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 dragged my my uh my my being in law enforcement was you know rodney king uh, and then you know fast forward to to 2020 was george floyd and all that so Uh, you know, these things are continued. These are the same things we were talking about way back when, uh, even before Rodney King, we were talking about that during the watch things and all that. Uh, so, like I said, we are not perfect, but we are striving to be, and, uh, Hey, let's, let's, uh, let's, let's move forward with this. If you, if you have any idea that you think you want to be involved in law enforcement, uh, check out your local law enforcement agency, ask for a ride along, um, that's kind of, again, that uh, one thing that kind of sparked my interest. I, I thought it was a cool job. I went on a ride along with a couple uh, law enforcement agencies and I was hooked. Um, you know, so this is this is a job where you're not going to be doing the same thing every day. And that's that's kind of what sparked that sparked my interest. I didn't want to be sitting in an office um, and, 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 and maybe, you know, some kids nowadays, they want to be influencers. So they're sitting here at home in front of a camera all day. That, that wasn't me. I wanted to be out there with the mm-hmm. community uh but you will be working nights you will be working weekends you'll be working in the rain if you uh, you know out here in California at least in LA you won't be in the snow but you know if you're out there with clears, you, you know you'll be working in the snow so take that in consideration but it, it is a rewarding job you get to to impact people like we were talking about earlier today uh long beyond your years of working as a police officer. So, uh, you know, take that and take that to heart and, and go out there and, and, and do some good work. Do God's good work.
0: Mm. Mm. Couldn't have said it better myself. Thank you. Thank you. That's a way to end the show right there. This is the best. This is the ticket to the best show on earth right here. And you get a chance to give back. And the experiences that you get are some are doom and gloom or some are grandiose and you just can't make this job up. You just can't.
1: You can't. Cause it's, 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 it's everything that you take in. It, it's the best job, you know. I was talking to somebody earlier about, you know, whether they wanted to be, you know, they were they were waffling back and back and forth between law enforcement or firefighting, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, they eventually chose law enforcement. And I, you know, I told them, you know, yeah, you made the good the good choice there, the best choice, um, you know, because we got the best stories, the best experiences, because uh, you know, you're a firefighter. You know, what, what are you gonna tell your family? You know, we had this big raging fire, and we put water up. <laughs> that's that's it that's 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 your story you know um you know we, we got the best experiences we um and I love this profession you know it, it it's done a lot for me and my family and and uh you know it there are times where it's going to be dangerous uh you know we were um I, I know you've heard it that San Bernardino uh terrorist shooting back in uh, 2015 uh I was involved in that my agency is, is next door to that so we were you know we were all uh all all hands on deck and everybody rolling out to that and uh yeah so my agency was was the one that was involved in that shootout my team was was on duty that day and okay. uh you know you, you can you can deal with that uh one yeah. minute and then the next minute you can be you know uh, taking a cat out of a tree and returning it to to its owner so it, yeah. you, you get that wide variety and you know there's nothing else like it
0: absolutely absolutely I know. We, it's funny you, t- you use the comparison with firefighters. Uh, we were talking about that uh, over the weekend, my um, platoon and I. And not a knock against firefighter. I got firefighter friends. I had firefighters going. Like not yeah. a knock. Uh, Just
1: fun ribbon. Fun as you know.
0: Exactly. <laughs> but they, they race down the roadway for either a property crime or property damage, and, and and most time I won't say that they don't do a good job or anything like that. But uh, we've done so well with getting people out of the house or how uh, homes are built in a way where there's multiple different exits, safe exits of getting out of the house to where, you know, the property, you know, you might get property damage itself. I know there's going to be firefighters that correct me. I know that. But then with law enforcement, uh, you've got uh, property crime, property damage. You've got uh, personal crime, personal damage, physical crime. You've got so many different things, serious crimes, felonies, summaries that you never know what you're walking in on. Some things you you get dispatched and it's dispatched at level 10 and you're going code three down uh, to to go get to set up a perimeter for active burglary. And you find out that it's the landlord and he misplaced his keys and he's going through a window. Uh, just because he the, the, his property, and you're like, oh, okay, uh, it goes from level ten to level zero, and then you get something. Okay, and check the area of uh, alarm that we comes in every Tuesday at ten o'clock, every single time. So, of course, it's level zero, but you treated the same, and you find out, of course, this Tuesday at nine fifty eight, it's the real deal, and now just you got a level ten this time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yep,
1: yeah, yep. Yeah. You know I, I will give firefighters their props you know uh you know our our station is connected to one of the fire stations in my city and uh you know so when you're going in and out of the the station you know a lot of times you get the firefighters in the summer they're out there barbecuing you know, yeah they got some steaks on the grill and <laughs> that sort of stuff but uh you know hey and uh it, it, I, I would tell trainees when i was uh, fto you know when when we we get called to a scene you know we'll roll up ah, you know park jump out the out the out the car run up to the house and and do what we got to do but you know firefighters they rolling up slicing sirens park in front of the house get out uh stretch go to the side pull out their boxes and walk up to the scene and I would tell a lot of trainees maybe maybe we should be doing that you know don't 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 rush into these scenes you know mm. when you get there take a look around and, uh, you know, sometimes some situations, even active shooters, um, I'm not taking it you know, nonchalantly, but you know, you, 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 you do have to go in, but you know, take, take a, a look at what's going on in this, in this situation. Don't just run in blindly, uh, kind of, kind of understand your surroundings and what's happening. And, uh, you know, so you can go in there and because if you end up there too, um, these situations, you, you're not helping, you're not helping. So, uh, take, take it all in and understand what's happening before you rush in. That's all I'm trying to say.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. I uh, It's good information, good conversation going on. I appreciate you. I appreciate you making, uh, your time available to come on here. I know you're doing a good thing for the community. I know you're doing a good thing for law enforcement. I know you're doing a good thing, getting the message out there, humanizing the badge for not just minorities, but for all people as well, like you said. Uh, getting uh, that, sharing that information is a big deal. I don't take it lightly. Again, I've said it a couple times on the show. I commend you for what you do. It's not, it's not easy to do, but keep pushing it forward. Keep getting that message out there and good things will happen. And I'm looking forward to watching you flourish. Thank you.
1: You too, brother, man. I appreciate you. Thanks
0: for having me on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank And we, we got to do this again. Great. Uh-oh. uh-oh. Got a comment. Shayla, great live. Keep up the amazing work you're both doing. Thank you very much. We appreciate that. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you guys for tuning in for another episode. My voice was fluctuating in and out, but we made it through. I had a lot of fun doing it. Uh, This isn't always easy to do. Uh, but it's a lot of fun to do and it's necessary and you see it uh, again uh, from dale peters on the uh the west coast itself Doing they got in the same charge uh in the we have the same goal uh similar goals in mind and we're we're pushing it forward uh, it is a pleasure for me to have him on the show i got an all-star lineup for the remainder of the month i'm currently setting up the month of march as well workwithklee.com if you're interested in coming on the show or anything like that we talked about that at the beginning of the show i appreciate you guys for tuning in we go live weekly at 7 p.m eastern standard time and we go live next week uh with a special guest and I, you know i want to tell you who they are but i'm not going to because i gotta leave you with a cliffhanger to make you come back for next week and we're gonna go go live again next week and have a lot of fun doing that news starting to be saved c- cartoons um books book promotions coming through it's a lot of good things going on This is Black and Blue. I'm your podcast coach, Cle. I'm your motivation speaker, your empowerment coach, your author, and your favorite baker's favorite baker, saying 10-4 over and out. You guys take care of each other. We love you. Talk to you later. Peace. Oh, thank goodness you're here. I heard a loud noise and I thought someone was breaking in. Uh, Don't worry, Jeanette. I'll take a look around. I'll make sure everything's secure. Aha! I found your problem. It's your smoke detectors. They need batteries. It's definitely not your burglar alarm. Oh, silly me. I guess I got a little too alarmed. Thank you, officer. I'm glad I could help but you need to make sure you get some batteries immediately and take care of that before it becomes a bigger problem. Abby, it sounds like you're having a little bit of trouble with your car battery. Yes, officer, it's dead. I think I need a new one. Ah, I see the problem. (laughs) Nothing's wrong with your battery. just turns out that you're actually out of gas. Oh no, how did I not realize that? Thank you for saving me the expense of a new battery, officer. Well, I'm glad to find out that you're only out of gas and don't need a new battery. Looks like there's a gas station right around the corner. Let's see if they'll accommodate you so you can get on your way. Ah, good morning, ma'am. Hey Mario, how's it going? I'll take my usual cup of coffee. Officer, it's on me today.
1: Let me buy you a cup as a token of appreciation for keeping us safe.
0: Well, thank you, ma'am. That's very nice of you. I appreciate it. I'll kindly accept your offer. You know, Captain, it's getting colder out here and the holidays are quickly approaching us. Hmm. Yeah, it's that time of year, my friend. You know, the time we start responding to weird calls. (laughs) true true i almost forgot captain chaos you're absolutely right cuffing season is now upon us you guys be safe out there that's coming from me sergeant be safe and that's your tip of the day to get you on your way